Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Love at Lady Jonas. This is Feli, the one who's talking to you, and I'm very happy to have you here back. And again, we are going to welcome a very important person that is on the other side of the world. Sam, hello. Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast. I'm really happy you are back, and how are you, my love, today? I'm fine, thank you. Um, everything's chill. As you guys can hear in the background, there's no noise, there's anything that bothers us, so I'm happy for that. What about you? I'm fine as well. Everything's chill with me, as usual. Um, so yeah, I think we can start with our topic today. Definitely, we can start with our topic. And first of all, once again, as... And as is like commonly in every episode that we record, thank you so much for all the support you had provided us. We are incredibly grateful for that. Yes, thank you so much. And all your support is very lovely. Your comments are very sweet. So yeah, we're glad you like to listen to our podcast. Definitely, we are very glad for that. And again, welcome. And today's topic is going to be actually very similar to last week's topic. It's just now it's going to be the opposite. As we talked already uh, about what happens when a European faces for the first time the Latin culture and what happens when that couple <laughs> is uh, collating and everything. Now is our turn to talk about what happens when a Latin faces for the first time um, European culture and specifically, of course, Slovenian culture, that it's our case. And yeah, it's going to be very similar to the last um, episode that we had, but now we're going to have interesting facts about Europeans. So shall we start, babe? Yes, we should start. And we try to make it at least a little bit different so that we don't repeat ourselves. So yeah, let's let's start. Today is all about Europeans. Today is everything about the lovely and perfect Europe. And I think like it's a a very important thing to mention at the beginning because um the differences are very marked as you could hear in the last episode. Uh, for us Latins, there were a couple of things that they, we behaved different, we thought different and everything. And of course, that happens to Europeans. But well, you need to know, and specifically about Slovenia, now I'm going to talk about this, that Slovenia, um, it's a really open country. Um, from my own opinion, it's an open country, but I do have to say that there are a couple of differences between, you know, the most known countries such as France, Germany, Austria, Spain, UK, and all those countries. And that's because, of course, as more you go to the east part of, the eastern part of Europe, of course, countries they start changing dramatically the way they think. So I mean Slovenia, let's call it is like in the middle. So yeah. it has a like couple of yeah, somewhere in the middle, has a couple of things that you could call it, oh, they behave more or less like Western countries, such as France, Spain, Germany, as I mentioned, Italy. But also they do have a couple of things like East side of Europe. And that's actually very, very interesting in my opinion. But well, uh, the first thing I think we are going to mention is the differences in organization. That was one of the main <laughs> things. Sam, can you mention, because uh, of course I, I want you to to give your own personal opinion about this, what mm -hmm. was the first thing, I mean, I arrived to Slovenia 
that, uh, let's talk about the second time that it was like when you really got to know me, you know, like, because yes, okay. we were alone and everything. What were the first things regarding organization that you noticed that I was doing a couple of things different than you? What were the first things? Meaning like things as house chores or stuff like that? Yeah, like things in the house. L literally okay. talking about organization. <laughs> like Okay, so like I have this memory that I will never forget. And I think it's very sweet and funny at the same time um is so he was here for already a couple of days and it was the cleaning house day so I asked him if he, he could help me to clean the apartment and of course Felipe said yes and he was like oh what do you want me to do and then I was like oh no but before that he was like oh I can like either um how you say um I told you I can sweep the floor or I can yeah, mop the sweep floor the, or something sweep like that. Sweep the floor, yeah. mop the floor. And I was like, you're going to do what? And he's like, sweep the floor. <laughs> I'm like, we don't do that. He's like, well, why not? I mean, you have a broom in the house. I'm like, yes, I do. But we don't use it. Like we use a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I mean, yes, I understand that. Um, in those countries, it's more common to use a vacuum. Also, because I know... It's common that in some houses, for example, they have a carpet, you know, around the whole house. So the yeah. vacuum is very efficient for that. But Sam's house doesn't have a carpet. No, like, because like... I didn't see any carpet. No, we, we don't like carpet. The only one we have is like in, in the bathroom when you get out of the shower and that's it. But no, the rest of the house, we don't, we don't have the carpets. We don't like them personally. And then I introduced Felipe to my dear vacuum cleaner that he became best friends with. So, yeah, so that's nice. like so nice. Yeah, and then so, I was like, so nice. okay, so, and then I was like, wait, but you don't use vacuums in Mexico. Because, like, the thing is, they have a house housekeeper. Is it like house cleaner, housekeeper? Yeah, because in Mexico it's common. I mean, those families that they can afford a housekeeper, that someone is not like, I mean... Usually, so even like people that they have more money, the housekeeper lives with them. Uh -huh. It's not our case. But um, it's very normal to find in Mexico, again, to those families that they can afford it, to have a housekeeper that goes a okay. couple of days a week and helps with the cleaning. So, of course, I've been to Mexico already like twice before he came the second time to Slovenia. And I saw the lady that cleans the house and I saw she was using like the broom. But I never put a lot of attention attention to that. And I assume they also have a vacuum cleaner or something, you know, in, in the house. But then, like, when he told me, like, I can sweep the floor, I was like, no, we don't. I mean, we use the vacuum. But, like, that was the first thing that, yeah, you know, first. I still, yeah, it was. I mean, it has okay. to be with cleaning, definitely with organization. But the thing is, like, um, for those ones from Europe, uh, here in Mexico is not that common. I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have it. Actually, there are a couple of families. I have friends that I've been to their houses, and I've seen that they have a vacuum. But the thing is, like, I mean, in my own experience, vacuums, they are used mostly by hotels, um, restaurants, you know, like, commercial places not really in the house although I'm, I'm saying again i'm not talking about like oh everyone in mexico is like this it must be 
thousands of families that they have vacuum they, that they have a vacuum in the house but um, it's not our case I've never used a vacuum in my life so when I arrived to Slovenia I wanted to help her to clean <laughs> and of course I was looking for I mean I wanted to sweep the floor and she was like we don't sweep the floor we just no. use the vacuum and yes. it's so efficient so so it efficient is. I love the vacuum yeah mm. and I mean there were you know a couple of interesting differences also something related with organization is about and actually that was something weird to me until I mean it wasn't the first thing when I went to see you that I saw that because when we were in Dijon I got to go to different houses from different friends in France that they mm -hmm. were French and I saw that they were leaving the shoes at the entrance of the house something oh, yes, that yeah. for me was only in Asia. I mean, for what I've seen in movies, <laughs> pictures, videos on YouTube, that was something like, oh, that happens in China, that happens in Japan. But no. I never thought that in, in, well, in Spain, I suppose, yeah. But in Europe, uh, most birth people in their houses, they leave their things, I mean, their shoes at the entrance. And actually, I remember, like, I arrived. <laughs> we arrived, actually, in the night. I was super tired and everything. And we arrived, and I entered to the house. And I started walking around the house, and, and someone was like, wait, take your shoes off. And I was like, why? Because we don't <laughs> and walk then with our explained shoes. Me. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't walk with our shoes in the house um, or in apartment. Or apartment depends where you live. We use slippers, or if you want to use those sandals, like flip flops or something like that. And actually, I think that's good because that's the way you keep your apartment, your house clean, like for a longer period of time, and you don't like have to sw well vacuum or sweep or yeah, mop every actually, day it's a it's a wise idea to do that because mm -hmm. you don't have to be cleaning every day probably that, like as we yeah. need to be doing here that's why so yeah it was it was very interesting <laughs> i was like okay i thought this was only in asia but no, apparently not it's in europe too I but it's okay europe. i mean i got the point i understood it, it took me i think a couple of days because i mean i was used to not to take my shoes off just when i entered to a house here in my house so it took me a couple of days that i was entering and some was repeating me shoes yeah you know, i was I like, to take like my a shoes. Yeah. broken record shoes like that's the yeah, only I'm thing sorry, but I learn, I learn, but yes, another learn. different. Um, also, and now passing a bit to a different topic, is how I felt. I mean, how does it feel to have a, a European girlfriend? And be, I mean, having in mind that I'm Mexican, and actually this is a very funny, I mean, sad at the same time, but it's okay, come on, I'm over it over like already a couple of years ago. But I mean, for those ones who knows me, You know that I'm I'm a short guy. I'm not tall. I'm a, I'm an average <laughs> Mexican. You know, I'm, my height is in meters one seventy two. So that's not high. Actually, that's not no, tall. No, that's not tall. That's not tall at all. Um, I'm also not a dwarf. I mean, I know guys here in Mexico that they are like one sixty three, one sixty two. That they look very very short. They're not tall at all. But also here in Mexico, we have very tall people, mostly in me northern Mexico, which is yeah, more depends, common. But depends yeah, it where depends in where in Mexico you are. You are. 
Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, okay, I'm not a tall guy. I am 172, as I mentioned. And Sam, she's such a tiny person. I'm very happy. <laughs> she's one of those weird cases in Europe, because, you know, in Europe, most part people are tall. Everyone but, is tall. Yeah, so <laughs> tall. And, you know, like, it depends on countries. We were living in France when we were in France. And I was like, I feel fine. I mean, Yes, there were tall guys, but also there were a lot of people just like me, you know, like my height. Even yeah. there were pe- some guys that they were shorter than me. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then I started traveling <laughs> and I got to the <laughs> Netherlands and I was like, Jesus, this is just ridiculous. Like literally it was like a kid. I was a child in the middle of all those because even girls are super tall. So I, I think it depends on the country. It depends of the country and now you know how I feel with my friends because all of my friends are tall. Girls and guys are all tall. Everyone. Yes. And whenever I go to Mexico I say, Oh, I feel I feel like home because everyone is my height, you know? Yeah. Mo- most part fine. of the girls are your height, exactly. Yeah. I mean there are very tall girls also, but oh, they're just weird cases, weird cases, because most part of the girls are somewhere between 158 and 166, 167, no mm-hmm. more than that. But the thing is, like, I arrived to Slovenia and, well, I was like, I hope Slovenia is like France, that not everyone is tall, but <laughs> no, goddamn, Slovenia also everyone is tall, everyone but most part tall. of people. So I arrived and I was like, babe, um... Every time that we used to go out, I was like, I just, no, I, I don't want to. Because literally we were walking and I was feeling that I was walking <laughs> in the middle with giants. And there you had a couple of dwarfs walking in the middle of the street <laughs> with only tall people around us. But it's okay. I mean, I got used to. But it's one of the things I always have to address whenever I go to Europe. And I'm with Sam because I know that I'm going to feel tiny and literally like a like a child in between everyone then what are you gonna say for me because i'm even tinier i'm even shorter than you you know no i mean i'm very happy that you're short because i'm not tall so i don't Mm -hmm. feel weird but also i don't know there are just cases for example that i know people that guys are very short even shorter than me and they're with a girl that is like 20 centimeters taller than them and it's like dude if you are like short and hurt, I don't wanna I don't want to even imagine how you look when she puts high heels. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Yeah, I think that's one of the issues that we guys have that if we are shorter than the girl, we, we just have like an internal issue. I don't know. I don't yeah, know that's why. definitely a guy's internal issue if they are shorter than the girl. But you got lucky. You have a European that is short. Yeah, thanks God. I got a European that is short when I'm not tall. But yeah, it's another situation that we can find when you have a, a European partner. If you're a girl, lucky you, your your man is going to be maybe taller than you. So you should be happy for that. But if you're a guy and you're with a girl, then good luck finding someone that is shorter than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, and I, I want actually you to explain us this part because I think you're going to have a very good explanation. Um, another topic that uh, we want to touch here is how independent girls are in Europe. This is very interesting. Yes, they're very independent. I mean, they, we, we are very independent, but it's like, I think it also has to do with um, parents raising their children 
which we can like I think link. Oh no, we're gonna yeah, we can link. Well, with yeah, the other. we can link with the other how with the other topic how European parents are different from the Mexican ones. But here with girls, the thing is like what I know because we are more open, you know, and because throughout the years, I think now we have like the equality between men, well, girls and guys and men and women whereas i i feel like in mexico the situation is still not like here in europe still like very traditional you know and mm, we are far away yeah, yeah and as you were explaining last time um when we talked about mexicans and how mexican boyfriends have to like basically i don't know pay for all dates and take care of the girl and all those things that's because their parents like raise the girl thinking that you know it's like an old way of thinking whereas here no usually like parents raise their children doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl very independent like from from a young age and they treat them equally so they don't treat the son different than they treat the girl you know well the daughter um which i think is very cool that they treat both son and daughter equally and um also like as I said last time, my mom always taught me like, oh, don't depend economically of a man. And I think that's like the case because like lots of parents tell the girl, oh, be independent because you can do it on your own. You don't need anyone like to sustain you or, you know, those things because, yeah, I think that's the case. No, you know, actually it has to be everything with education and mainly about the education also your parents got when they were children. Because of course we know that Europe was, I mean, back in the day, also Europe was something similar to Mexico. It's just like... Yes, it was. Yeah, it took years to, for Europe to start developing this independency for, for women. Even, I think, I mean, even my mom... And her sisters, so my aunts, they got treated differently than my uncles, so their brothers. Because, like, my grandparents, of course, because, um, like, they they treated their daughters differently than they did with their sons. Because it was still that traditional, you know, way of thinking. And throughout the years, because Europe developed a lot, now my aunts and my mom, they, because they all have daughters, you know, and they treat, like, they raise us differently. So, like, on the, let's say, more open-minded way, that we are more independent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And also, I, I have understood that also that depends on the country. For example, um, I know and I consider maybe that girls or women from southern countries in Europe are maybe they can get to be a bit less independent than girls, for example, from Scandinavia. Oh, definitely. Because like, even if you if you look at my like my family case, you know, my cousins that live, let's say in Bosnia, because most of my family lives there. Uh, my girl cousins, well, female cousins, they're not that independent as I am or my cousins that live in Switzerland or my cousins that live in Croatia, you know, by the way, I have a big family. Don't get confused. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she has family in several countries in, in Europe. In several countries, and I have a huge family. No, but they, they, my cousins in, in Bosnia, they're not that independent because their parents, so my 
aunts and uncles, they still have that, let's say, traditional way of thinking. And they're like, oh, you know, to them, oh, let's, you need to get married as soon as possible. And you always like, how to say, be a good wife to your husband and stuff like that. Whereas they, you know, it's just different. No, it's very different. And that's something of geography. I don't know. Yeah. I already explained you once that there's a theory. I don't remember the name of the theory, but like as more north you go, like pe the people, I mean, the people are start changing a lot. And I mean, it's not for anything that literally Scandinavia. I mean, those countries are the best ones from Europe and they have the best economies and the best security and everything. It's, it's because of this theory, but also it has to be with education. Everything yes. has to be with education at the end of the day. But um, that was actually very something very impressive to me because I arrived, well, of course, since I met Sam in Dijon, I realized, of course, already that she, she had another way of thinking. She had another philosophy. And actually, we're going to talk about like philosophy right now, a bit of philosophy. But um, I, I saw that literally she, she could do everything by herself. And also when yes. we became a couple... I, well, I arrived to Slovenia and everything, and I was used to, I mean, actually, I'm very happy, and now I'm talking to my my friends, I mean, my female friends uh, that are listening to, the, to this podcast, and I'm very proud of you, because all of you, I know you are super independent, you are powerful, and I'm very happy that you, you don't need a man to be happy or to do things. I, I'm very grateful, but it's not everyone's case. I also know yeah. girls that they their dream is literally to get married and don't work, you know? And I, I don't see literally a purpose for life on that. So, yeah, but I arrived to Slovenia and I saw that she could do everything by herself. And sometimes she used to do things, don't even ask, like not even asking to me for help, you know, like things maybe about the house, something that here in Mexico will be very common that maybe, I don't know, the, the sink is broken or something. And the most common thing here will be the wife calling the husband, oh, love, can you, honey, can you help me with this? Honey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that will be the and equivalent to say, no, oh, I in know, Spanish it will be cute. amor. But the thing amor. is like, yeah, I arrived and sometimes, I remember like what happened, but something wasn't work wasn't working properly properly and yeah. she used to try it before even telling me and then when she could see that maybe it was still still not working she was like oh babe can you help me but that was actually something impressive and i was very happy about that because i was like no i mean like this girl really thinks different and i'm i'm happy for that because i know that Even if I'm not there, that most part of the times we're not together, even if she has a problem, something she's going to figure it out by herself. And that's something and very I, nice. Yeah, I think that's because my my mom, well, my parents raised me to be independent, you know, like in raising an independent child. And also, like, I... I'm that type of person that I try as long as I can on my own. If, and if I really, really, really need help, then I ask someone for help, you know. But like also what I think, um, I know this is like that in Mexico, parents, when they raise their children. So that's like the difference between Mexican and European parents. I feel like that's the impression I got. They're very overprotective of their children they tend to but be yeah they tend to be but i don't know if that's because tradition because security i don't know mm. could be both i don't know 
Mm, I don't know. It's also not everyone. There are some parents. I mean, here is where you you get to the, I don't know, to decide what is good, what is wrong. I mean, what's the mm -hmm. right thing, what's the wrong thing to do? Because you can have parents that they overprotect their, their children to the point that they make them useless. Because they make them useless because yeah. they give but them everything like, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Or there you have parents that they don't overprotect their children, but they don't care. And then you have the, the child in the teenage years, I don't know, drugging, smoking, over drinking and everything. So that's when you say, okay, so overprotective parent or non-carry parent. And that's when It's you like say somewhere in between. Somewhere, yeah. Mexican parents, I feel like they're somewhere in between because I feel like the cases of being overprotective parents and the parents that they don't care, you can find literally everywhere in the world in the world doesn't matter where you are but like um and also your definition of like let's say family or like you you see family on a different way than we europeans do because with us like once you you like in europe start like once you're in your teenage years and you start going out and once you're like 18 um and you go to like To university and stuff like that and you get your student job you you basically got independent and your parents they of course they still care and they still ask you oh where are you going who are you going with and stuff like that but it's not like that they tell you oh you have to be at every family event or you have to do everything with your family like is with you in mexico i feel yeah, like with I you know. it's like everything with the family or is with us like If you feel like, if you don't, then that's fine, yeah. you know. That's that's actually a very cultural thing, because I think that's not only Mexico, that's Latin America, for what I know. I've traveled, I mean, besides Mexico, I just gone to Panama, which is another country in Latin America, and they behave also like that. So I think it's something about culture, but I don't know, it's just like, maybe I won't know until I become a parent. But what I They're think all. it's because um, they we, we have actually uh, a said here in Mexico, we have a phrase that we repeat. Forgot the name in English, how you call that. But um, we say this sentence and it's families first. And actually, that's something that in most part of Mexican families, for what I know, it's it's there. And it's always like families first, mm -hmm. families before everything why because you come from your family and I mean, if you think about it it's very nice because you know that you always will have someone behind you or so you're gonna have always someone that cares about you but also um i think like it depends of the person because there's a moment that you be for your own sake you need to go out of your house for i'm gonna put an example and Actually, when we were preparing this podcast, you, you wanted us to talk about this. Because um, here in Mexico, it's very common, but I'm, I'm talking serious. It's very common to find people being 30 years old, living with their parents. That's okay, very common. Yeah. Something that doesn't happen in Europe, because in Europe, no. you're 18. That's it. You, are, you go out of your house. Maybe you, you move away with your couple. I mean, if you have, of course, Depends. and if you have the economy and everything. Yeah, depends if you have economy, depends like let's say if you go if you're 18, 19 years old and you go to university and university is not in your hometown, of course you have to move not to commute every day. Or if you have like 
economy and you want to either move out with your friends because that's very common also like you find apartment with your friends and you split costs or with your couple which is normal for us and like with us is like after the couple is has been together for like a couple of years already it's like oh you want to move in together yes if they have the economy before getting married which in mexico it's a no-no it's a no-no Yeah. Also, that that has to be with religion. Also, oh, I mean, well. there you're True. touching a bit of religion because um, for us Catholics, I'm a Catholic. I mean, it's just also the thing. What type of Catholic are you? If you are exactly. like a super extremist Catholic, or you are a believer Catholic but not extremist, you know, it depends how how much you take your your practice, how much you take your actions related to cat to to, to religion. I'm sorry. But um, I don't know. I mean, what I think is like you you need to go out of your house when you are ready to go out of your house, but also not abusing about it. Literally, like not being if you have the economy, if you have already your couple, if you already have your, I don't know, stable job and everything. And you're, I don't know, 28, 29 or even before 20. There are some people that they go out of their houses here in Mexico when they're even 22. It's mm -hmm. just like, I, I think it depends on the situations that are involving in your life in that moment. So you can decide going out of your house. I don't know. It's a very cultural thing. It's hard to explain also. It's also hard to explain to me because I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. But that's the way of thinking. So, yeah, I, I, I know that it's actually very different. Actually, I was talking about and I know that you you are listening to us dear lisa uh lisa is a very <laughs> good friend of mine that she's in the netherlands and a couple of weeks ago we were talking we were talking actually about the podcast and i told her hey what's up um i mean what you've been doing how's your life and everything she told me oh i moved out from my house and i was like how's that she was like yeah i moved out with a friend i'm living here with a friend and i was like okay and actually she she told me something that that actually caught my attention and I was like, I mean, there you can see the difference of, of the difference in way of thinking because she, she told me it was already time, you know? And so she's, she's, she, she's younger than, no, she's oh, younger than younger? us. Yeah, she's younger than us. Um, okay. But the thing is like, there you can see, I mean, how different a European can think about a Mexican. Because for example, if you ask me now, I'm not ready to go out of my parents' house. <laughs> Literally, I'm not ready. I don't want to. I'm not ready yet, but it's very different. It's actually very interesting. And that's actually one of the reasons I chose to start international business because I'm very interested into culture and difference of culture. But I don't know. It's just a different way of thinking. And see, here you can also see the difference, I say, between the Netherlands and Slovenia. Because if you say she's younger than us, because we are 23, And she said, like, oh, it was about to, about time to move out. You know, she went with yeah. her friend. Whereas here with us, like, it's still fine if you're 23, 24, 25, that you live with your parents, you know? Like, as long as you're still being independent, like, either have student job, you have your job after you finish university, or you're studying, or you're doing both, you know? So, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually very interesting, and I'm really passionate about these topics. I like them a no, lot. I know, I know. Yeah, but well, passing now, I think to the to the last part of the podcast is just touching a bit the uh, 
the topic about the difficulties we have gotten, you and me at the same time, to share our philosophy, our, our philosophy, philosophy of life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, it's a philosophy of life, how you see life. Because, for example, and I'm going to give a very specific example. Um, in Mexico, we, and I think we already mentioned, we tend to be very light. And when I mean light, it's like easygoing, you know, Easy like going. life is very chill. Mm. Um, if there's a problem, <laughs> yes, we get stressed and everything, but we don't collapse or we, you know, we, we are like, okay, so we can fix it right now. That's it. We can, we cannot fix it. That's it. You know, actually I, I got, a, I had a class in university and this teacher, she was very nice. She once explained us something. It was like a philosophy of life. It was like when to stress and when not to stress. It was like, if you have a problem, then you first need to see if you can solve it or not. Can you solve it? Then why are you stressing if you know you can solve it? No, my If God, you can no. solve it, why are you stressing if you know you can solve it? That's it. I mean, actually, can I mediocre <laughs> the last option? I know. But it's true. And that's the way Mexicans, we see, for example, problems. And sometimes if we have a problem, we have an issue, something doesn't go as planned. The, the one that stresses the first is Sam. And then yes. I start telling her, babe, everything's fine. We're going to solve this. And if we can solve it, we're going to find another solution. But that's that's something actually we Mexicans have. We are very easygoing. We try always to stay chill, even if we are having problems. Something I don't think is very good. I mean, I think we should give a bit more importance to problems. But also at the same time, you're, uh, well, not all Europeans, I mean... I'm not talking about all Europeans. I'm just talking, for example, about a couple of them. Um, sometimes they also have the philosophy of resolving, I mean, solving the, the problem, sorry, in just that right moment. Something that sometimes is not even possible because you need to wait. But it's very difficult sometimes to share those different philosophies of life. Um, I agree because I tend to stress, like, as soon as the problem arrives, I'm like, no this is it, we can solve it, I'm being the negative one, I'm being the horrible one, because like, yeah, I, it's just, I don't know, I think because, um, I don't know if that's for all Europeans like that, I don't know if it depends how, what kind of person you are, depends on your personality, but me personally, have to have things, you know, in like order they have to be okay everything has to be perfect but I know that things cannot be perfect I own I know that but the thing is like once the problem is there I block myself and not has to be perfect and it doesn't matter how but that's not possible you know yeah no I know and it's okay it's under understandable it's a matter of how you I mean first of all your personality but also how you were raised because um, that's something you learn, and also that's something I learn. I mean, the way we behave. But I think like it's always about finding a balance. Again, as we mentioned already a lot Again. of times in one of our episodes, it's always about having a balance. And also finding the good stuff in our cultures. Have in mind that not all, I mean, actually any culture is perfect. All no. cultures are going to have their good things and their, and their bad, bad things. things. Yeah. So your job is to find the good things in each culture 
and see, okay, from this culture, I can get this actually. And for my culture, this doesn't help me a lot to grow. So I'm just going to delete this part and I'm going to grab this from this other culture. It's being open-minded and being open to different type of people. Which is very important because it's going to benefit you a lot in life. Exactly. It's going to benefit a lot, like through your whole life. So, yeah. And well, guys, um, I think that was it. That was everything we had prepared for today. Um, again, thank you so much for still uh, for being here, literally for being here, for being listening to us, for giving us a chance to share a bit of our lives with you. And also, if you find something here useful that you can apply to your life, that's very nice. Um, nothing else than being very, very thankful to you. Sam, do you have something to say? No, nothing else. Thank you for listening. And as usual, you can find the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And you can find us on our Instagram page, um, Lova La Dijonese Podcast. And yeah, that that was it for this week. That was it for this week, guys. Again, uh, follow us, follow the podcast, write us if you have any question, if you would like to do whatever with us, you know the email and everything you're going to find on the Instagram. And well, we wish you a very, very nice weekend. Enjoy a lot. And we hope to have you here back next Friday. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>